Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. I wanted just to share a prophecy from Sunday morning, the word of the Lord from Sunday morning. Because, you know, sometimes the word of the Lord comes and it just goes right over our head. And he wants us to get this. So we're going to pray. I'm going to share a few things. We're going to have some testimonies. And we'll see whatever else the Lord wants to do. Amen. So, Father in heaven, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We're so grateful for your word, Lord. We're so thankful, Father, for what you're doing how you're healing people, delivering people, setting them free, how you're watching over your word to perform it, how those things that you have spoken are coming to pass. And we want to thank you for it. We want to praise you, Lord. We want to give you all glory and honor. We did. We're acknowledging you in all your ways, and we're giving you glory, and we're giving you praise for the goodness of God that you're pouring out on this house. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So on on Sunday morning, when I uh, took the microphone and came up, you know, the Lord started talking about, you shall see a performance of the things the Lord has spoken, right? He said that quite a few times. That means we need to grab hold of that. We need not to just let that over our heads, but he's trying to get something in us so that we take hold of it and we see it in our lives. He said, it's our time for the wave. The deal is still on. So when you, when you read my word and you read what my prophets say, God's speaking to us now. So we need to open up our ears because he, he really impressed on me to get this back out and uh, look at it and share it again. And we're going to have it put on the website next week and so that we can take it because he's speaking to us right? I mean, if when God speaks, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to the body of Christ. He's speaking to this house. So he said, when you read my word and you read what my prophets say, Moses went into Egypt from the desert land, having walked away from the world. So Moses went into the desert, having walked away from Egypt. I just want you all to know that's type and shadow. We have walked away from the world, and we are going after God. Amen? When he went back into Egypt, he went in a changed man. That's how we need to approach the world, going into the world, because we live in the world, but we have to approach it as a changed woman, changed man. He went in a humble man. And he didn't know what my hand was about to do. Now, think about that. Moses went in by faith. He totally went in by faith. When he left the burning bush at Mount Horod, he left that and he went by faith. He took those steps by faith, not knowing exactly what he was going to walk into, not knowing exactly what was about to happen. All he really knew was God told him to go back to Egypt and that he was going to deliver the people. He had no idea at that point what God was about to do. I'm just encouraging you tonight, since God brought this up, 
We have no idea what God's about to do. We have no idea. You have no idea what your future looks like. He's just giving you little hints, just little hints. But what does that really look like? So he said, he didn't know what my hand was about to do. He didn't know how strong my hand was to bring them out. He didn't, listen, he didn't know God like that. He didn't know the awesome power of God, but he was walking by faith. He was walking the way that God told him to go. That would be a nice long walk. He walked by faith, and he went back into Egypt, and he took my people into the desert by signs and wonders and miracles. By my mighty hand, he took them in. So, you know, Moses had to walk that out while he was in Egypt. And he had to trust that when God said the frogs were coming, the frogs were coming. Nobody would ever seen anything like that. Nobody would ever seen frogs overtake every household, every oven, every plate, every bathroom, whatever they had in their house, every couch, every piece of furniture. You know, who had ever seen frogs like that before? But he called for them, and he saw them. And so he took them out by his mighty hand. And then the day came that they were ready to go into the promised land. And he said, God said, I had to prepare them. So they were going in, and God had to prepare them. And the day came that they were ready to go into the promised land, to go into the land. Now, you listen to this to go into the land that I had spoken to them about and that my servant Moses kept telling them about and kept telling them about and kept telling them about. He kept telling them to get rid of the unbelief. That was years because we're talking about 40 years later of them going into the promised land. And for 40 years, God kept speaking to his people and telling them, and telling them, and telling them that they were going into this promised land, that they were going to go into this land. You know, I'm sure there was doubt and unbelief. Have you been told something for years and years? I know this church has, you know. But he kept speaking to them because he was driving out every bit doubt and every bit of unbelief so that they could go in to the promised land. I believe that's what God's been doing with us. And he said, to go into the land that I've spoken to them about and that my servant Moses kept telling them, kept telling them, kept telling them, and he kept telling them to get rid of the unbelief. He kept telling them, I mean five times, so that they would hearken unto my voice, so that they would recognize when it was time to go in the promised land, so they would recognize that they would know this is what God has been talking about. This is what God is talking about. This is what God is saying. He wanted them to realize and recognize what God was saying. For 40 years, it took them that long to get prepared and ready. He kept telling them so that they would hearken unto his voice, so that they would know. They would know the voice of God. God is getting us ready. He wants us to know his voice. 
He has prepared us so we are ready to flow and go with God. When he speaks, we're hearkening, we're listening. So that I could take them into the promised land. He had to keep telling them, get them ready so he could get them into the promised land. It was the will of God for them to go into that promised land, but he knew he had a work that had to be done. You know, sometimes do you think you're ready? (laughs) Ready to see the promises of God? Ready to see those things? God knows when you're ready. God knows when you're ready. He's preparing you, and he's getting you ready. And he said, I showed them how to conquer. I showed them how to win. I showed them every step of the way so that they could have the victory. Why did they have to know the voice of God? For them, they really had to know the voice of Joshua and trust him. But we have to know the voice of God because he said, I had to show them every step of the way so that they would know how to have victory. So that when we go in that promised land, we know how to have victory. And then he said, this needs to catch our attention. I'm speaking to this house. So he shifts off the children of Israel. He shifts off of that, and he begins to speak to us, to this house, about this house. Who's this house? We are. I, I've been speaking to this house. I've been speaking my words to this house. I've been speaking them and speaking them so that you would have ears to hear, so that you would know how to go into the promised land and walk in my ways and not after you, yours. So he's saying again here, just like he did with the children of Israel for 40 years. Some of you have heard the prophecies over this house many years, many, many times. And sometimes it can sound like it's old, and sometimes it can sound like, is this ever going to happen? Why do they keep reading the prophecies? Why do they keep standing on the word? Why do they stay in that place? We're just like the children of Israel. We have to be told and told and told and told. Getting our ears ready, getting our hearts ready, getting that unbelief out of our hearts and realize what God is saying to us. Because sometimes when God says some things, it's hard for us to believe. Well, I know that doesn't affect any of (laughs) y'all. Y'all get it the first time, right? No, we're all alike. We all have things that we have to deal with. We all have mindsets that have to be changed. But the grace of God keeps speaking and keeps speaking and keeps speaking until we get it. And then then he said, I use the prophets in the Old Testament to speak my word, and I use the prophets today to speak my word and to declare the end from the beginning so that you could know where you are going. So he's telling us this. Listen what he's saying. He's telling us this. We're going to know the end. We're going to know where we're going. We may not know all the details on what's going to happen while we're going, but he's letting us know. He's giving us a taste. He's telling us, keep our ears perked so that we know what is going on, and and we're not going to miss it. He doesn't want you to miss the promised land. He doesn't want you to miss what you have. And so he says, 
so that you can have a glimpse of what is going on. That's why he's given us a glimpse. And just like the children of Israel took it city by city, step by step, I'm teaching you how to go into the promised land. So be patient. He's teaching us. Well, then he went back to that word, and he said, there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. There shall be a performance of my word that has been spoken to this house and to the people of this house. There shall be a performance. And I remember when I was standing up here Sunday morning and I was declaring that there shall be a performance. It just went down deep on the inside of me and I could feel out of my belly was coming these words and they were coming in such power. They were coming in such, uh, it was even hard to describe what was going on, but I could feel in my innermost being, I could feel the power of God coming out of me. It was like it was coming out of my mouth and going out into this house. He said again, there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. There shall be a performance of my word in your life. He's telling us something. He's, he's talking to us. What are we doing with it? Are we discarding it? Are we letting it go? Are we going to meditate on this? Are we going to take this and believe what he's saying? There shall be a performance of my word in your life. There shall be a performance of, of my word in your life. There shall be a performance of my word in your life. So I'm saying that, and I'm declaring that over this house, and I know something, you can't see it. It wasn't anything that you could see with your natural eyes unless your eyes of the Spirit were open. But there was power that was being released in this room. And then pastor comes up, and he said, I just got a download. He just got a download, and then he, he just began to tell uh, people that if they had lower back problems, upper back problems, he said, take these seats, do this, do that. You know, God was doing a performance. God was doing what he just said. He was demonstrating what he just said. He was demonstrating so that you and I would take it that you and I would understand there's going to be a performing. He declared it loud and clear to this house that this is the time of performance. This is the time that he's moving. And we're going to have some testimonies in just a minute of what God did on Sunday morning, the miracles that took place. Now, over this house in 2010, This was part, I'm not going to read all of it, but this is part of the 2010 word that God spoke to us. And many of you have heard this and heard it. Joan, have you ever heard the 2010 word? (laughs) Hey, few times. Tanya, have you ever heard it? We have all heard it. And but to the but Sunday it was saying, we're going to see a performance of this word. 
And I'm just reading a little bit of it. For this is the hour that my church will receive and my church will move out and receive all the promises in the word. So you're thinking, in the natural, you're thinking, well, next week that's going to happen. I'm sure none of you thought that, but I'm just telling you, I thought it. But he's letting us know, but he said it and said it and said it. He said, those who are hungry and those who are thirsty after my truth will get what they are seeking after. They will receive the freedom and the liberty that I have told in my word, for I am not holding them back nor keeping them back. I am moving in the midst of my people to raise them up and be used in this hour in a glorious, glorious way. I will use in the signs and wonders as you have read of the apostles of old, those things that they entered into and those things that they walked in and those things that they moved in. Man, I'm looking for that. And we had a demonstration on Sunday morning. Many of you have longed to see those things and they have not manifested in your life. But in this hour and in this day and in this move, you will see not only what the apostles and prophets did of old, but you will see my glory manifested in you and through you because this is my time. Man, was the glory of God not here on Sunday morning? There was such a presence of God. such a, And there will be more and more and more of the presence of God and increase of signs and wonders and miracles because that's what this church is about. That's what has been prophesied and spoken over that church. And as God said on Sunday morning, I've said it and said it and said it. I've told you and told you and told you and told you. I love God's trying to get something across to us. And I just really felt like I thought, some of we just missed that. We walk out of church, presence of God is here in an awesome way, and then we walk out of church and we forget what God said. No wonder he has to repeat himself so much. Because we're so hard-headed sometimes, we don't get it. We don't get it the first time. You know, some people, they get it quick. I'm, I'm one of those, you, I have to go over it and over it and over it before I, I get it. But he said, my you will see my glory manifested in you, through you, because this is my time. And I have looked, gone across the earth, and I have looked for a people and have found some people. No, this is not the only church that I have found who is hungry. But you are, now this is what he said to us, you are a part of that move and a part of that people. That's what he's saying to us. There's going to be an awesome outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and we're just, we're just getting glimpses of it. We're just getting the first fruits of it. We're just beginning to taste what the Lord is going to do, what the promises that have been spoken over this house, because he said there shall be a performance. And God doesn't mince words, and he doesn't say something just to say it. He says it, you know, so that it gets, it's supposed to get our attention. It's supposed to get us that we are agreeing for it, that we're believing it, that we're standing in that place, and we are not backing off from it. Amen? 
so he told us on February 13th, now this was March 13th, that that came a month earlier. This is what he said to us. That morning, and it was another awesome service. It's my breath that I'm breathing into my people this morning to bring life, to bring hope, to bring courage, to bring strength. For these are my days, saith the Lord. It's repeating. These are my days and these are my times, and I will have my way in this day. There shall be a performance. He will have his way in this hour. There shall be a performance. I just want you all to get it. Amen? When this goes on the website, everyone should get a copy. You should look at it. You should read it. You should say, that's for me. I'm bringing life. I'm bringing fresh wind. I'm bringing fresh breath into you this morning so that you will be strong. This is a month ago that you're going to see in a higher place and you begin to walk in a higher place. You have to take that by faith, that you're going to see in a different way. You're going to see through the eyes of God. You're going to see and think the way God thinks and get out of our natural head. That you begin to continually look up and continually draw from my spirit and continually draw from my word. For my word has sustained you in my spirit, my spirit, as I blow the wind of my spirit over you, in you, through you, it brings new life to you. You've got to take that by faith. This walk is going to take the spirit of God breathing life on us for this hour, for the hour of the church. You know, this looks glamorous. And you think about the apostles of old, and we think about the prophets of old, and we think about the signs and the wonders and miracles, and we kind of overlook the persecution. We kind of overlook the mockery. We kind of look about over, you know, them being killed or put in jail. We kind of look over that and think about the signs and the wonders and the miracles. They all go together. You will be persecuted. Jesus promised you that. And I know that's a daily confession of all of us. <laughs> oh, God, that I would get persecuted today. Is that your daily prayer? It's just part of it. And that's why we have to have his energy. That's why we have to have his strength. That's why we have to have his life. That's why we have to look to higher walk. That's why we have to walk higher because of the things around us, because of the culture of this world, because of the way the culture is treating Christians. So we're going to have to have new energy, new strength, new vitality. We're going to have to start learning to take, when the prophet speaks, take the word of the Lord and say, apparently he's saying that on purpose. It's like he told the children of Israel. 40 years, you are going into the promised land. You're living with the snakes right now, but you're going into the promised land. And it says, he said, to carry out my plans and purposes in this hour, for I am shifting and changing people. Well, hello, we got to get ready for shifts and changes. 
I am putting them in areas they never thought that they would walk in. You know that he's talking to us. He's shifting us. He's changing us into areas of life we've never walked in. What does that look like? Moses had never walked in signs and wonders and miracles. Moses had never delivered anybody. Moses, when he was there, he didn't know what he was doing. He had to trust God. He said, I'm putting them in new places that they're not trained for, and in the natural, they're not ready for. So we can't say no when he shifts and changes us. We got to go with it. But I am putting in my people the things for this hour, just like I did when Moses was here. There's Moses again. And I put in the trained craftsmen. I put in them my spirit of wisdom. I put in them my spirit of understanding. So he's telling us he's going to give us this wisdom. He's going to give us these understandings when he shifts and changes us, and it's not a familiar territory. And just go back and look at the life of Moses. He went into territory he didn't know. He didn't know anything about signs and wonders. He didn't know anything about miracles. He had never seen them. I put in them what was needed in that hour. I placed my spirit in them on purpose so that they could move with me, so that they could build my temple. Well, we're, he's building the temple today. It's called the body of Christ. And in this hour, my body is being built. Houses across the land, houses of fire are being built to show forth my glory. That's us. I, I, I declare that's one, that is us. We are a house on fire. We had a demonstration on, on Sunday morning that the, he, we would see a performance, and there it was. So I'm getting my people ready. I'm getting my people ready to see my face. For I want my people to know and, and to hear my voice. What has he been talking about? Preparing us to hear him. Preparing us to know his voice. So be ready for the days ahead. Be ready to move and not say, I'm not skilled. So this he's telling, giving you instruction here. Giving you instruction. Don't say you're not skilled. That's basically saying, no, God, I don't think I can do that. He's saying, don't say that. So be ready for the days ahead. Be ready to move and not say I'm not skilled. And I'm the one that will, I'm the one that will make you a skilled laborer. And then he said, yes, you will face dangers. You will face things that you have not faced before. Well, glory to God, but we'll be skilled and we'll be prepared. He'll put his spirit of wisdom in us, our spirit of understanding. But he says, I'll show you how to walk around them. I'll show you how to walk over them. I'll show you how to walk right through them to where they won't have any effect on you. We need to get that down in our heart, that we're not fearful of stepping out. We're not fearful of moving out. We're not fearful of what God has for us, what is ahead of us. That's the importance of this hour and you being close to me so that I can show you every step of the way. And that's what he was saying about the children of Israel. He's getting them prepared so he could show them how to go from city to city, how to, how to go step by step, how to go in and conquer, how to win every time. Right? Isn't that what he did with the children of Israel? 
That's important of this hour of you being close to me so that I can show you every step of the way, so that I can move you where I need to move you, so that I can cause you to have victory half of the time. Anybody? See, good. We all were listening. No, so we can have victory every time. Amen? And that's what we have to get down in our head. That's what we have to know. So um, I've asked a few people, so I'm going to have Debbie come, Smith come up first. I cried over hers. Hallelujah. Yeah, she did cry. She made me cry, too. Um, <laughs> So I'm just going to give a little synopsis. I've always struggled with um, stepping out, being that person. Um, with my family, it's always been, I'm coming, I'm coming. My family lives in Florida. I jump, I run, my kids. About probably a year ago, I started creating some boundaries. You know, they're really good for you. <laughs> I didn't know that they'd be that good for me. but So um, I have a brother-in-law that's very sick. He was in the hospital. My younger sister called me Friday, freaking out. Like, you got to breathe, you got to breathe. She's like, you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to come yet. So I called the older sister. How are things going? I'm fine. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not coming. I'll look for tickets if I have to come. But it was very freeing for me, as Pastor Vicki knows, because in the past, I would have, been anxiety, been got to go, got to get there, got to be there for him. And I just had this peace, and I'm like, no, I'm not supposed to come. But if I would have given into that fear, I wouldn't have been here Sunday. Because the other thing I've struggled with is letting God be my dad. And pastor's been preaching on being loved, and I didn't want to be loved. I wanted to be loved, but I didn't want his kind of love because it scared me. So... Sunday was the most freeing day. And it's, like she said, it's not something that you can just say, eh, it's that feeling on the inside of freedom yeah. and that feeling of healing, of saying, okay, I'll, I'll let you do this <laughs> because it's just that little step of obedience. But anyway, so I wanted to share that because that was a huge milestone for me to be free to say, no. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God told me to do. He didn't tell me to go, so I'm not going until he tells me that it's time to go. Hallelujah. Wait, stay there. Because I just want to share this. You know, I would watch her go to Florida and come back a wreck. You know, and I, I was like, I started really interceding and praying for her because I was like, she goes there. And then she is just a mess when she comes back. She doesn't function right. And so I'm thinking, she doesn't need to be doing that, you know. But I don't want to be the one mm -hmm. saying anything. So I've just prayed and prayed. And I thought, you know, I think one day I did say yeah. something to her. And I said, I really want you to pray about this because I see you coming back. And sometimes you don't realize that you're a mess sometimes, mm -hmm. or that you come back in that. And for her to share this is so, you know, is so amazing to me. That's the love of God. That's the presence of God. That 
that God touched her life and changed her because she is a beautiful person. And she has a lot to give. And the enemy was just trying to steal it from her. And now I look at her and I go, when she shared that, I said, you know, as your spiritual mother, that just blesses my heart beyond measure. You know, I just was crying just knowing what, how good God is and what he wants for his people. And if you just, you know, put yourself in that place and let God be God. And quit trying to make something happen. It can be beautiful. That's a sign of the goodness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I think I told her, too, I said, you know, I was so, I was so proud of myself that I was able to draw that boundary and to listen and to know that it wasn't the right time. The world wasn't going to fall apart. <laughs> They've made their own choices. They're in the messes they're in because of their choices. And I had to make a choice, too. When I do go there, I don't stay with my father because there's never a quiet moment. And that was the other thing I had to really look at was when I would go there, he would be up when I got up and there was just never a quiet time. And so I was constantly not being in the word and having that time to listen. And, uh, but I was, I was, I even told Billy, I said, I'm so proud of myself that I was able to say no and stay calm in the situation and not just, because when you're so used to living that way, you don't realize that you are that way. Exactly, that's and it. And when I see them now, I'm like, you don't have to live that way, but you're choosing to. I'm choosing not to. And go. I'm choosing to draw those boundaries and say, it's, it's yes, I'm going to be there when, when my brother-in-law passes, but I'm not going to be down there waiting a month, two months, three months, and putting my life and what God wants me to do on hold for them. Amen. As much as I love them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's give that God a great victory in that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, Bill. So when Pastor asked us, those of us that had lower back pain to come up, so I came up, waited my turn, and my back had been bothering me, my low back, upper hip, for quite some time. And uh, But there's a back story to that. Not only was my back hurting, but I'd had a torn meniscus a while back and some arthritis removed in my knee. Well, about three weeks ago, and for the last three weeks, my knee has just been burning. And I walk between 8 and 10 miles a day at work, up and down conveyors and steps. And my knee was just, just really hurting. And it was just a real sharp burn. And the devil's gnawing in my ear telling me, hey, call that surgeon, tell him to clean this knee up again. God's saying, no, it's mine, it's mine. So I would could just confess, hey, I'm healed. It ain't hurting. It's all in your head. It ain't hurting. Go home, put a little ice on it, put a little heat on it, rest it. But I, Pastor was saying about your back, so I come up for my back because my back was hurting. Never thinking about my knee, even though my knee was burning at the time, and I didn't really give it off. So Pastor grabbed my feet, and I mean, boom, back pain gone. I went back to, back to the booth. My knee wasn't even burning. Doesn't even think about my knee. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> My knee hasn't hurt yet. Woo! I walked 12 miles today. No <laughs> Hallelujah. Wasn't even thinking about that knee. You know, I've been listening to the devil for three weeks about that knee. Here at church, <laughs> I wasn't going to listen to him. I was, even though it was hurting, I wasn't listening to it. Pastor was talking about my back, so that's what I was focused on, my back. Didn't give no thought to this. Mm -hmm. Told pastor right after service, man, my knee, 
I didn't even tell him my back doesn't hurt. And I just told him, man, my knee is not hurting. <laughs> so, Hallelujah. So, he's paying attention, but you can't pay attention to what the devil's telling you. That's right. So whenever that devil's gnawing at you, take a breath, take a pause, and say, God, you got this. Guide me where you want me to be. So many times we use, we put ourselves in charge, especially those of us that are in charge on a regular basis in our jobs or whatever. It's hard to take that step back and say, okay, Father, I'm listening, and I'm waiting. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Woo. That's a performance. That is a performance, and that's what God was doing on Sunday morning. And Tanya's going to come share. Tanya didn't even share this with her daughter. <laughs> so I've had lower back pain since probably 2018. And it's so excruciating to stand that sometimes when I'm standing singing, I can't wait to sit down because it hurts so bad. So I told God Sunday morning, I said, I want my back healed today. <laughs> Amen. And then you called for people to come up with lower back pain. So I have, to, I have to, like, move around to figure out whether I was in pain. But yesterday I was sent to two job fairs, and I was gone for a long time. And I stood and I talked to a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> I, I still had to be pain. And my ankles got, got healed, too, so I have a hard time getting up and down the stairs. And I don't have it anymore. <laughs> so God is good all the time. And if, 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 if you need healing, don't let, don't let doubt come in. Amen. Don't let it, because even if you do get healed, Satan will try to steal it. That's right. But that doubt doesn't belong. You Amen. hang on to what you have. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Awesome. I, I didn't ask any, anybody else want to share anything? Testimony or anything? We'll, we'll give you the mic. It's just such a good... A good witness of what the Word of God said that he said he was going to perform. And he came in Sunday morning and he performed. And people received. Now, if he started that, do you think he's going to quit? You know, he's got so many deliverances and so many healings and so many things that he wants to do for people that, you know, he's just begun. And we have seen miracles in this house. But I believe we haven't seen anything compared to what he's going to do. That we just need to get ourselves in that place that we are ready, that we are expecting, we come expecting. He said we shall see a performance of those things that were spoken to us from the Lord. So then we're going to take it, we're going to walk in it, and we're going to see the victory in it. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's where we are. I just wanted to get that in your heads, get it in your hearts. I wanted to be in that place that you, you speak it, you declare it, and then you believe it. Amen? And you take hold of it so that you can walk in it. Because these are the days that the Lord has spoken about. These are the days of the revival. These are the days of the move of God. These are the days that God's taken over. These are the days that God is stepping into places. These are the days that God is moving things that 
looked like for centuries they were going to stand, but these are the days that God is moving. He's going in there, and he's getting the muck, and he's getting the mire, and he's getting the junk out of people's lives so that they can move with him, so that they can go, so they walk in freedom, they walk in liberty, they walk in peace, they walk in joy, they walk in the things that God has for them. These are those days. These are those days. These are those days. And we've got to take them. Hallelujah. It's a decision. Like Debbie said, it's a decision. We choose life. We choose. I told the Lord this morning, I said, you are not having revival without me. <laughs> I just told them. I do that sometimes. I'll just tell them. I'm just telling you right now. You are not having revival without me. I am contending for it. I'm going to see it. And I saw a performance. And there, that just set me on fire to let me know, whoo, we're in for a revival. We're in for a move of God. We're in for deliverances. We're in for healings. We're in for all sorts of good things. We're into the blessing of the Lord coming upon us and overtaking us. We're in for it. Amen? We're in. And I'm telling you, this pastor, right here, ain't going to settle for anything less. Amen. Amen. So that's the kind of house you're in. That's the kind of church this is. And we're just going to get more radical. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.